Welcome to the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. My name is Harold Nickel. We are now full on over two months into the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. The quarantine, economic hardships, and general anxiety a situation like this causes should be more than enough for everybody. But unfortunately, our broken national healthcare system is making a really bad situation way worse by adding surprise bills from clinics and hospitals onto charges for people who need treatment during this contagion. But is there reason to hope that out of this tragedy could come important reform for the healthcare industry? Here to help us make some sense of this and suggest remedies is respected Houston-based neurologist, Dr. Stephen Goldstein. Now, Dr. Goldstein, we've talked about surprise medical bills. I think we talked about it last summer, but I never envisioned a situation like this one compounding an already really bad deal. But for those who may not have heard that podcast or be familiar with the terms, can you bring us up to date on it? Of course. Surprise billing occurs when a patient is billed for the difference between what a provider charges and what the insurer pays. Such charges are a major source of surprise bills and be financially devastating for patients. This practice is banned for several states, though not federally. It's terribly unfair because even when someone follows all the rules and goes to a clinic, hospital, or emergency room that is in their network, they still may get zapped with really high charges from doctors who are not in network, uh, who work at that hospital. Right. So um, can you give us uh, give us kind of a real-life example of, of how this could play out? Sure. So like I said, patients who are ill or injured may go to a hospital designated as an in-network hospital by their insurance, but the doctors who treat them may not be part of this network. The doctor's bill at rates are often higher than the prices listed for the patient's insurance. What's, most, what's mo- most, much worse is that those out-of-network provider services are not covered by insurance, even though the patient went to an in-network facility. This is one of the main reasons for those big and surprising bills, even among those who have health insurance. Patients have little, if anything, to say about who treats them, especially in the case of ac- accidents where they're incapacitated. Viewers still know even to ask or insist that all their treatment comes from in-network professionals. This is what leads to surprise medical bills from clinics, hospitals, and emergency rooms. Yeah, I, I remember how complex all this was even before the, the COVID-19 virus. But let's introduce the whole pandemic to, to this scenario. Um, and like I said in the introduction, this has the potential to make a bad situation far worse, hasn't it? Yes, and and here's why. COVID-19 creates unique affordability challenges related to surprise medical billing, billing, which can occur when a patient receives treatment from a non-network physician at an in-network facility, like I mentioned before. Even for those who are not experiencing coronavirus symptoms, the added demand and stress the virus brings leads to staffing shortages. Triage protocols make it more likely that patients, regardless of their condition, will be sent to out-of-network facilities and seen by out-of-network providers. Like I said, 
this all during a time when patients cannot check providers' network status or even know what to ask. Okay, so if I trip and I break my ankle and I go to the emergency room to have my broken bone treated because of the staffing demands born of the coronavirus, a doctor and other staff who are not part of the insurance network are likely to see me? Yes, it's very likely. None of this was the patient's fault. The fall that caused the break was an accident and not the fault of the person who fell. The outbreak of the pandemic and the historic measures needed to treat those who have it or think they might not have it create staffing issues at emergency rooms, hospitals, and strain available resources. This is also not the patient or anyone else's fault. The hospital needs more doctors, nurses, and works with medical recruiting and staffing agencies to fill the gap. It's a reasonable thing for them to do this so that those who need help can receive it. None of this was anyone's fault, and no one did anything that was out of line. Yet because of the way the insurance industry is regulated, the insurance companies do not pay for the added staff who are not part of their network. Okay, so who pays for all this? Well, under the current rules, you do. Or patients just like you do. Yeah, I was pretty sure the answer to that before I even asked it, um, it was going to be the the patient or the consumer. But um, there may be some hope here because I read that federal officials who are offering emergency funding to hospitals, clinics, and doctors have included this stipulation in those funds or for accepting those funds. They cannot impose surprise medical bills on COVID-19 patients, but it, it gets better because buried in the Department of Health and Human Services terms for eligibility to receive all this money is language that could carry much broader implications. And here's what it says. It says, HHS broadly views every patient as a possible case of COVID-19. So here's the question. Did the federal government just ban surprise medical bills? Well, I'm not sure. Maybe. But before we get all too excited, let's remember that this industry guards what it can charge for services very closely. It's a secret Mm -hmm. and will not very likely go along with this quietly. The intent of the terms and conditions for treating COVID-19 and accepting federal money was to bar surprise medical billing billing for actual or presumptive COVID-19 patients. That, quote, everyone, unquote, is considered a COVID virus victim. Now, it was really very broad and was not passed as part of any legislation. So the healthcare industry will ask lots of questions about this requirement for accepting that money, and while at the same time accepting the money. Lobbyists, lawyers, and other experts say the uncertainty of this broad requirement could be enough to prevent the ban on the surprise bill, all but move. The other side of this is that providers who accept federal funds have agreed not to send surprise bills to patients, whether or not they test positive for COVID-19 or not. The blanket assertion by health officials that every patient is considered a COVID-19 patient, offered without any further clarification, seems to go beyond the administration's announcement and likely opens the door to lawsuits over whether HHS intended to ban balanced or surprise billing entirely. With not just these newly minted uh, federal funds at stake, 
put the future of a really big source of revenue for the healthcare industry on the table. There will be a lot of time in court and with, and uh, also with lobbyists over all this. Okay. Um, but, but bottom line, do you think surprise medical bills are on the way out? Yes. I think this is the beginning of the end of surprise medical bills. If it's the end, it will become because of a combination of things. The federal government using its power to compel healthcare facilities and professionals to end surprise bills and risk not putting billions of federal funding uh, is the biggest. But there are other reasons. If the states have also taken action to ensure health systems and patients are protected from surprise bills during the pandemic, patients would be out of network, must be treated as an in-network for an emergency care provided during the pandemic. Not to be forgotten is the American voting public who views surprise medical bills as one of the top health care issues, and there is an election in November. 56% of Americans said legislation to address surprise medical bills, according to a 2019 Kaiser Family Foundation tracking poll. So yes, while the healthcare industry will not go quietly, this is probably the end of the surprise bill. But remember, I just said probably. <laughs> right, right. And thank you, Dr. Goldstein. It's um, you know, it's nice to see that even during a a difficult time for everyone, some good does happen. That the Health and Human Services Administration was essentially able to regulate surprise medical bills out of existence is one of those good things. If it sticks, this is going to save the American public a lot of money. To be clear, this new ruling is part of the CARES Act Provider Relief Fund. This was signed into law on March the 27th of this year. But many important questions remain about HHS's new requirement. Without further guidance, it's unclear what the impact of this requirement will be for patients. Under the terms and conditions, providers cannot collect cost sharing in excess of what a patient would have to pay for in-network care, but providers are not required to bill insurers for out-of-network care directly. So how will providers know each patient's in-network cost sharing amount if the provider is not required to bill insurers directly? How will patients be notified about this new protection and how to file a complaint if their provider does not comply? I think for now, I'm going to suggest that we remember what Dr. Goldstein just told us, that before we get too excited, remember that the healthcare industry guards its business methods and how it charges the public very, very carefully. Now, the HHI website is still undergoing reconstruction, but lately, We've added resources that deal specifically with information about the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic, and we update those routinely. And Dr. Goldstein's blog now has a new home. It's part of the new site as well. So I invite you to go check that out. And thanks for checking us out. Please tell your friends about us, and be sure and come back next time for another edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast.